0: Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. This is the fifth part in our series on the Holy Spirit. Today we look at the negative reactions we can have. The main reading is Ephesians chapter 4. word um so sunday morning we're gonna look at those in a moment uh, five negative responses we we had to the holy spirit now i did say we'll just look at a few more before we break in did anyone find any i found at least another four. Ooh. marion rang me last week to see if about the homework so i'm, I'm expecting you to marion this today no no anybody Right. Let me just give you a couple. Then let's read this one. We know the story very, very well. Um, uh, we'll find two here uh, negative reactions. What we uh, responded to what the Holy Spirit is trying to do and trying to say. Acts five, one to four, and verse nine as well. Now, a man named Ananias, together with his wife's Sapphira, also sold pieces of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part in went to himself to the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has filled your heart, as you have lied to the Holy Spirit, and have kept for yourself some of the money you received from the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, it wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to men, but to God he said to her, how could you agree to test the spirit of the Lord look the feet of the men where your has the Lord and they will carry also lying lying to the Holy Spirit and testing him lying well it's that word where we we, we our word today is pseudo something at pseudo is something as false that something is is a sham and really their lie was pretended to be something they were not yeah, this is all yeah is this as much as you gathered oh yeah that's what we had and and, and peter said why are you doing this he says all you had to say is look, here's a gift don't show don't lie and of course there we have lying to the holy spirit of course just remember just re- read the lovely verses just the verses always reveal it and he says why has satan filled your heart and when he fills our heart, because he's the father of lies, he's the father of pretense, he's the father of pride. When any of those things crop up in your life, the Bible says you give him room for the enemy to come in and whisper in and say, "Dave, ah, you're pretty good. Yeah, they want know, they want this and that, and and all this, but pride and lies and and all that kind of thing, uh, lying to and testing him, enticing him, and uh, we, we we belittle God sometimes, don't we? It's very interesting i was reading this uh, today and i was uh, looking at this two people of course because this is the beginning of the church isn't it you say well why don't people die now in the church good question um well not not like this but some when we talk about breaking the bread some have gone early and no doubt about that some have gone out to heaven before their time because they've broken bread wrongly but of course this was the beginning of the church and god wanted to just put a marker down Look, you don't like the Holy Spirit. You're upright and, and, and pure. And if you go back to the Old Testament, I was just reading uh, uh, Nadab and Abihu, uh, Aaron's sons. Two two men thought they could play fast and loose in the house of God, with the with the presence of God, with the incense of God. And that was the beginning of the of the of the, of the journey. Was the beginning of worship there. Old Testament, New Testament, shadow. And and the Bible says the fire of the Lord came out and. Uh, Goodbye, Nadab and Abihu. See you. Um, so there we have lying and testing him. Being honest. We talked about hypocrisy many times. It's something that Jesus hates. Jesus hates hypocrisy. That's why uh, David said, you desire truth within Moana's parts. Be honest with the Lord. I don't know why we try and hide from him. Something Sometimes be honest with each other. Be careful of being too honest, mine. Um, but certainly honest with the Lord. Isn't it? Don't pretend. So there's one. One new one. Oh but this one we've viewed about this one before, Matthew twelve. Matthew twelve. And so I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of God will be forgiven. But anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this day or in the age to come. That's pretty pretty awesome, awesome verses really there, isn't it? blaspheming the holy spirit of course again the the immediate context was jesus healing and the pharisees saying well that's not the lord that is satan doing it so ascribing something that god does to satan but it goes deeper than that because the heart of it was they had rejected the lord they rejected the holy spirit's promptings and if you do that enough there comes a point. The Bible says you will not always strive, and there's, there's in a sense a reviling, a railing against the Holy Spirit, where there's no hope. Why? Because it's only the Holy Spirit saves us, isn't He? He's the one who leads us. So if we can, we can talk about against the uh, Jesus, but we are coming by way of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the one who convicts us, converts us, leads us to Christ. So if we rebel against Him, we have no one else to go. So there's blasphemy um, against. Uh, the holy spirit in of course um some people have come and said oh i think i've done that well actually if you think you've done it this is a good chance you haven't done it because there's a there's there's, there's a conviction in you and when there's conviction the holy spirit is around when you don't care a jot then be worried <laughs> then be worried because there's no there's no pulling from the holy spirit how about this one Another one just uh, cropped up uh, from e- uh, Hebrews 10. This is really interesting. Of course, there's always been, I think there's one uh, little, they said they wanted a talk on predestination. I said, All the best of that one, because that's a good one, because who knows what that is and where we go? Only the Lord knows everything. But this is an interesting one because some say, once you give your life to the Lord, really get saved, there's no turning back um, and no going back. Well, well, this, these verses are really strong. And I really put the cat amongst the pigeons sometimes. Um, Hebrews 10. And he's talking to, of course, he's talking to Christians, thinking about go, going back. And he said, if we deliberately keep on sinning, we receive the knowledge of the sin. There's no sacrifice for sinners left. Only fearful expectation of judgment and raging fire consumed. Then anyone who's rejected the law of Moses died without mercy. On the testimony of truth How much more severely do you think A man deserves to be punished Who has trampled the son of God underfoot Who was treated as an unholy thing The blood of the covenant That sanctified him Listen, And who has insulted the spirit of grace We insult him When we uh, continue to do what we think uh, Go our own way Where God says No I want to save you Come this way Live this way Honor me Adore me. Just know that I've saved you. And when you, you belittle sal- we can help us not to belittle salvation. When we belittle it and we turn away and we, and of course he's talking about them going backwards, is he? Going back to their old ways, going back to the re- religion of Judaism. He said, Be careful there now. He said, now, now you're stepping over to a place where you're insulting the spirit of grace. You're insulting him. You are dis- being insolent, despiteing him. And that's, so there's just a few, just throw those out. Um, uh, just really, again, grabbing our attention that the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a real person who is the one who orchestrates all that the Father wants. The Father's will is performed and, and uh, made, uh, made right by the Spirit of, of the living God. Let's go back to our five, our five negative uh, responses on Sunday, and we'll just break those down a little bit more. Of course, the first one we said was ignorance, wasn't it? Not knowing. Um, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 to 3. Yeah. Now, about spiritual for brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, your influence had led us straight to rich items. Therefore, I tell you that no one and the Spirit of God says Jesus because and no one can say Jesus is Lord, except the Holy Spirit. So again, again, the context, when the Spirit of God is in us, we cry, Abba, Father, but we also cry, Jesus is Lord. And uh, that's a great marker, see, because that's a great marker in, in the line between reality, real, real Christians, and cults, of course, Cults will say, "Oh, Jesus, yeah, good man, good prophet, um, a son, small s of God." But no, no, no. He said, "If the spirit of God in you, you will say Jesus is Lord." That means exactly what it means. Jesus is the Lord, above and beyond, no one beside. And uh, he said, "Now be careful. Don't be ignorant." And uh, of course, ignorance is not innocence, is it? It's not innocence. Uh, but there's the lord has a bit of leeway there but what did he say from the cross father forgive them they don't know what they're doing so innocence ignorance is not innocence but it demands us to get and find out what do you want holy spirit as we've been looking at uh, what do you what do you want to do in my life what is your ministry in me and then through me to those around how do you want to use me lord i'm i'm going i need to be used in the gifts of the spirit i want to be used to bring the life of christ to those around me you mean it i mean some people have never heard that have they that in in some some context they, they, they have a man at the front and he does everything and, and and no one no one is no 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 if you don't win people to christ what's going to happen Eventually, the number of years go by, the place will close. Because I can't win everybody. I, I've got a circle of responsibility, a circle of people around me that I reach, my neighbors, my workmates, my family. But you know, when everyone is, is reaching out, they did say uh, how, how many people we actually reach or we in contact with in our lifetime. And it's thousands, isn't it? Uh, because I uh, was I talking to the other day, and they were saying, um, I was talking about someone, and I said, oh, I know them. Oh, I know them as well. And and the, our, our we know, especially in the valleys anyway, everyone knows, everyone, we're not quite as bad these days, but everyone knew everybody, which is in one, one, one sense a good thing. Because if you live for Christ, of course, if you if professed and didn't live, then it wasn't so good. Um, so ignorance, what do we say on Sunday? Listening, laziness, or if we too little, well, again, we have a, a plethora of, of of things to look at, don't we? We have great Bible study we can look at. We have YouTube. Ah, you've got so much uh, that you can. Um, and if you want some recommendations, well, we'd certainly do that. But of course, the Lordship of Christ and removing also when we come to ignorance, removing a background noise, isn't it? Removing a background noise. That's interesting because there's in our world it's full of noise, isn't it? Uh, you you can't even go to a shop now without music in the in the background there's no no quiet anywhere where, where there's there's noise all around but you know in the Lord where this we've got to discern over the noise the Holy Spirit's voice and the more we know the less ignorant we are of his voice of course we told you the story before we about that um, man and his friend a native Indian going to New York came to visit him and uh, as they were walking around New York, enjoying Manhattan, walked by a, a hotel, and outside the hotel were plants, and uh, the, the Native American said, "Car, this doesn't mean I just, you just heard a cricket. And the, uh, his friend said, shut up, don't you, I'm going to laugh. He said, you, you're just trying to wind me up. He said, I just heard a cricket. He said, and he went across to the plant, and there, behold, was a little cricket on, on the plant. And uh, he said, I'm amazed. He said, no, no, no. He said, if you're, if you're listening, if you tune in, he said, you will hear it. Watch this now. And of course, if you've ever been to any city, but New York is bustling, it's noisy. Horns are going. And he said, watch this now. Give me, give me a dime, he said. He said, watch this. And he threw a dime on the floor. And 20 people turned around. 20 people turned around in that, that noise. He said, it depends what you're listening to, listening for. And uh, uh, the more we focus our hearing, the more we think of um, Nick there and Andrew there. Their hearing is far greater, isn't it? Far more tuned than ours. When Nick puts his, uh, his messages, when he first did, I thought, what's that goggle? I thought he spoke a new language. I thought he was interpreting tongues. He said, what's that? He said, no, that's my messages coming back. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't perceive because it was so quick. But when you tune your ears in, you hear clearer. Well, of course, thankfully, the Bible is given to us for our instruction, isn't it? So we're not ignorant. And um, when people say, "I'm not sure," ignorant, well, really, they haven't got into God's word. Let's read that. One Corinthians ten, 1 to six. My brethren, I do not that you should be with How all our fathers, round of the cloud and all passed through the sea, and we're all ate and Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual food. Did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of the Spirit and the spiritual rock that followed them. But that rock was Jesus. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now, these things were our examples, to the extent that we should not bless them after evil things, as also they blessed. So, we heard last week, didn't we, about the, the three baptizing to Moses, baptizing to the sea, and baptizing to the cloud. Remember the, the three? saved baptizing water baptizing the spirit so he's, he's telling us even there 1 corinthians 10 but he said i don't need to be ignorant he said these things are written for what your examples in samples it means to make an impression when if you've ever seen um uh, when they if you, a legal document where they put a stamp in it and you you've got a you've got a, a crest on the bottom, that's what it means. It means obviously it doesn't matter what you do with a pen or with them, it can be rubbed out. But when that's imprinted on a document, it's there, you can see it. And that's what it means. He said God's word is for your impression, for your marking down, for your example. So you'll know. And of course he's talking about Israel there, that even though they've gone through all that, they still fell away they fell away because they looked around at this world and they looked at their difficulties their circumstances he said i don't want you to be ignorant please don't be ignorant next one we talked about was fear well fear that'll grip us many people have not stepped out in faith because of fear um, not gone into ministry because of fear, because they think, in, well, what if the Lord doesn't supply? What if if I'm short of some money? Well, some people have not stepped out in in faith, in the gifts of the Spirit. They've said to themselves, the devil's was. what if this is wrong? What if this is me? Well, weigh it up, isn't it? Maybe go and see someone at the front and say, well, this is what I've got. What do you think? You know, and I, it's but it's it's even even if it, if it's you but it's encouraging look that's okay see we it's not it, we should be in a place where um you you can you can mess up but then you say lord oh, we well, we'll, we'll correct that we'll sort that out um don't be afraid and especially when we come to living for him and and speaking to people and showing people he doesn't fear grip us uh, but thankfully with the spirit of God he doesn't want us to be afraid 2 Timothy 1 6 to 9 Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift which is in you through the laying on of my hands For God has not given us the spirit of the end of power of love and of the second mind. Therefore do not be ashamed and test me in my Lord nor of me as his but ashamed of me Separate for the gospel, according to the power of God, who has saved us, and for who the whole world, not according to our works, but according to his own works and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus, before the second death. Verse 9 is very interesting there, because he's saying, uh, not a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind, of course. But then he drops in. He said, "Now be careful. Remember your salvation. Remember that God has called you. That in itself is amazing, isn't it? God knows everything about me, more than you. In fact, he knows everything. Yet he says, come on, Dave, I'm calling you. And he said, that brings boldness and uh, Strength. Why? Because God has put his hand. It's a holy calling. It's God's calling on our life. Who we are in him. He's saved, we're called, and it's eternal. Amazing. Based on his purpose and his grace. See, fear, the first one we we talk about is ignorance. That's not learning, is it? We're ignorant when we don't learn. Fear is when we don't look. When we don't look. To the Lord, when we don't look to Him, the Bible says, when they were in the in the in the boat, they were fearful. Why? Because they looked at the storm. They looked at the storm and not Jesus, who was in the back of the boat. He was in the back of the boat. He was, and they looked at the storm. What about these verses from uh, Moses? Moses, he said, yeah, um, he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ of greater value. than the treasury because why because he was looking for his reward by faith he left you not listener he left you not fearing not fearing the king's anger he persevered because he saw him who is invisible he didn't fear because his focus was on the lord now remember he was prince of egypt he was prince of egypt but he was looking to the lord looking to the lord uh, so that's faith. F- fear comes from not looking, not looking to the Lord. Faith, get your focus on Him. Um, Acts 4, Acts 4, 8 to 13. Mm-hmm. By the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, this man stands before you heal. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were in school all men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with And that particular chapter you go to verse 31 as well. That after they prayed, they were filled with the Spirit and they spoke the word of God boldly. See, the Holy Spirit comes and takes fear away. Trepidation? Yeah, there will always be a bit of, bit of that trepidation. Let's not worry about that. But we will rise above it because the Holy Spirit will prompt us and say, come on. Come on. Uh, of course, there's always that battle, isn't it? In that, the devil whisper, you will lie. And sometimes we think, and our mind plays tricks with us sometimes, but fear is out. Why? Because uh, we are looking to him. What does the Bible say? The more we know him, the more we trust him, and the more we will, fe- more we will have faith and fear less. So fear. Um, and of course, I suppose, depending what's gone on previously, incidences, circumstances you've gone through. Maybe you've been in a, in a place where uh, they've said the Holy Spirit is moving and, and, and weird things have gone on. Um, again, don't make that an excuse not to say, God, I want you to fill me, overflow me, and use me. Um, there's, things, there's things called sanctified common sense as well. And the Bible says everything is done in order and uh, decently in in order. So when that goes out of the, out of the way... And Jesus is not elevated. You can you can really say then, of course, flesh comes in. Now, flesh is pretty strong, isn't it? Um, and, and, and some of us are quite introvert. Some of us are extrovert. And, of course, again, that we've got to be careful in that situation. So fear, fear. Re- the antidote to fear is to get our eyes on the Lord Know him, the more we know him, the more we trust him That he wants the best for us We said on Sunday, he's a good father who gives us good gifts Even the Holy Spirit to fill us and to overflow us And to direct us Now, this is where, I suppose we get to the place Where where many of us have walked with the Lord a long time But we can quench his work Dampen down Instead of stirring up the gift Instead of blowing oxygen allow the Holy Spirit to blow through us We dampen him down and uh, we quench him. Uh, let's read those verses. 1, uh, one Thessalonians 5:14 to 22. Yeah, go from 14. Yeah, thanks. Now we exult you, brethren, all men at our own union, comfort the female muscle, support the people, be patient to all men, see that men render evil for evil and to any man, that ever follow that which is good, both the many stars and to all men. Rejoice ever more. Pray without ceasing in everything you facts, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil. Sweet those verses what twenty-five, Matthew twenty-five, verse six to eight. The, the bridegroom is coming, so pull out to meet him. The noble virgin, the rose and trim their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, "Give us some of your oil, and our lamps are going out." Quenching. Same word. Our lamps are going out. Our lamps are going out. Why were the lamps going out? Because they were sleeping, and they were unprepared. Sleeping, unprepared. See the Bible, um, and Jesus says it many times. Watch. That word watcher means keep yourself awake. Uh, Sometimes it can be mean physical, uh, keep yourself awake, because sometimes we get up to pray, next minute we wake up half hour later and think, oh, I was in the third heaven, but I was just snowing away. Um, It doesn't sometimes mean that, but of course, figuratively, keep your eyes open. First of all, that the Lord is coming back soon. He says, "Watch to see the Lord is returning, but watch to see the spiritual climate, so you can pray." He says, "Watch and pray. Open your eyes to see what is going on." And he talked to Jack and he talked to other people who, in our schools. What they are bombarding our children with? I tell you what, we need to go on. Is, if it grieves me, if it grieves me, what does it do to the Father? It breaks his heart breaks his heart and um, I'm just reading um, yesterday I think it was yeah but Methodist Church where of course I grew up in the Methodist Church one of my heroes John Wesley dear me he must be heartbroken or he would be if he was here He's in glory now but Methodist Church has just uh given approval for a same-sex marriage uh and and that's one of the big denominations Methodism that is tragic that is tragic So open your eyes, he says, don't quench the spirit, keep watchful and alert. Of course, ultimately, we quench the spirit. The context, again, is we don't submit to God's word and we stop God's word. Of course, he's talking about the prophetic word there, but we won't submit to it and we try and stifle the God. Oh, that wasn't the Lord. Many people have said that time when the prophetic word has come or when they've read God's word, they have said, does it really mean that? Let's let's take it from a different angle. That's what they say now, don't we? Uh, we've got to look at co- they say look at context and and uh, age it was written. Well, there's there's always a, you've always got to be careful the context. We always know that, and the, and the culture that was written. But if something is right, it's right, and something's wrong, is wrong, isn't it? Um, adultery has always been wrong from the beginning of time, isn't it? We we it doesn't change. We don't say well. It, our culture is a bit different now, isn't it? it our culture is now we, we, we are much more loose and people uh, have open relationships. That's okay now, is it? Culture dictates, says, now ah, the Bible's got to move with culture. The Bible says, no, no, no. When God says something, it is true. When we dismiss God's word, we quench the spirit. Now, that's an interesting thing because when we know something that God's asked us to do, if we don't do it, what What happens? we quench the spirit Dave I want you to give more oh Lord well of course there is a minimum the Bible says of giving but Dave I want you to give more ah Lord you sure it says that in your word that's Old Testament well Jesus said you know give do this and and that's part of it um, to know something what does the Bible say seek first the kingdom oh Lord are you sure that's true See, when we know something in God's word and we don't do it, we quench the spirit. Why? Because the spirit breathed this word out. It's His word. It's His word. So He always, he always brings the word, word and uh, His working together, together, watchful and praying. Those wise virgins were, they did fall asleep, but they were ready. they were prepared they were dependent on the lord that's a real key because why because they brought more oil with them they were abiding in the lord they knew they couldn't last on their own they needed the lord there was faith and dependence in him quenching the spirit is when we don't when uh, and again we are so when we're doing well everything's going well isn't it and we start to strut a bit don't we Woo, i'm doing pretty good and ay 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 isn't it come on We are dependent on the Lord at all times. And that's why he says, continually abide in me. That's why the Spirit of God always keeps our eyes on the Lord and the crucified one. Because it always stops us from thinking we are something we are not. And thinking that we don't need the Lord. We need him desperately day by day by day. So quenching the Spirit. Very, very important that if God has asked us to do something, God has prompted us to do something, do it. Do it put it in place you say, David's going to be a difficult decision it may well be but if God has prompted you and asked you don't question don't uh, quench him make sure it is the Lord of course as we were talking the other day about um uh, and I was talking to a, a friends of mine and uh, they said uh, some some girls in in their church girls ladies of course um, said oh we, we we leave in this church and we're going down this this is up the valley now, and we're we leaving here because and we're going to a church in Cardiff. Um, and of course they put the caveat on it. Uh, God has told us. Well, it's always difficult to argue against that, but first I would say, uh, that's not God. Because if if you were living here, you go to the nearest place you can, that it, you know, you worship as best you can. Going to I'm going to be going to car, What's that a nonsense? See, we're, of course, we've got to be careful that we don't allow our what we want and give it to the Spirit of God. We are good at that. Let me tell you, I've done it, you've done it, we've all done it, haven't we? We've said, Lord, I want that. You sh- I'm sure you said I could have that, Lord. I'm sure you said, you're you prompt. No, no, no. That's why we need to keep close to him, knowing him in his word, inside, quenching the Spirit. Now, again, uh, not listening that is, quenching when we don't listen. What about this one which is um, uh, grieving, grieving the Holy Spirit um, Mark 3, 1-5 to And the end of the synagogue again and another man was there another time so they watched him closely whether he would be in on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him and he said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward. And he said to them, it is lawful no on Sabbath to do good or to be good. So they fled or took kill, but they kept silence. And when they had looked around with him, the man began to by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretching out his hand, and he stretched it out. And his coming, he saw as good as dead. Of course, we we looked at what grieve me meant, hurt, distressed. Um, Jesus Himself, again in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Bible said He was grieved. Why? Because He would carry sin for the first time. Was it the physical pain? No, 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 never. But the pain that he would be separated from father because of your sin, my sin. And you, Jesus here, grieved with these men, hurt. Why? Because they were hard-hearted. They couldn't see past what they wanted to see. That's a dangerous place to be. That's all they could see was what they thought was right and not actually someone getting touched by God. In fact, they weren't interested in that, were they? They were interested in keeping their place as, uh, uh, in, in authority, which meant uh, lucrative um, influence. But Jesus said, no, 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 what are you doing? You see, what, what, let's look at the law. And he was trying to ex- explain to them, and he was grieved. And you see, we grieve the Lord... When we, uh, don't, we were not led by him Again, because not listening, but not led and if, Again, the context we just read uh, It's very clear, isn't it? When we begin to live how we want to live What does he say? Um, be careful how you live Don't give the devil a foothold If you steal, stop stealing Watch what you're saying Your words Don't agree, get rid of all bitterness Rage, anger, brawling, slander He lists many things off But what he's saying is If you do what you think is right Your flesh is in control it will grieve the spirit of God, and of course we know that. We know that. What does Galatians say? Galatians five sixteen seventy. I say then, all in the spirit, you shall not fulfil the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. There it's very clear the, the, the spirit of God is here Wanting to lead us This is the way Dave This is the right way The flesh is contrary It's an opposition And um, it's, it's as strong As we allow him It's as strong as we feed it It's as strong as we allow him to have its way our flesh giving way allowing our whole nature the bible says don't give the enemy a foot or don't give him a little spot in your life you know why because he'll run through it give him a spot and he'll take a mile um he enters and he, he it will grieve the holy spirit of god distress pain uh sorrow sorrow and we see that uh with um the israelites um, in, in well, a number of Psalms, but Psalm 78, especially. Um, what does he say? Uh, 78 40. How often they rebelled against him in the desert, they grieved him in the wasteland. Again and again, they put God to the test. They vexed, they pained the Holy One of Israel. Why? Thankfully, God always gives us the reason they did not remember his power or his redemption. And we grieve the Lord. We do our own thing when we forget how great our salvation is. And that he redeemed us. He actually shed his blood for my sin. And that's why the Bible says keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Why? Because it stops us. It really stops us in our track when we're just about to do something, say something, be something, and the Lord says, whoa, whoa, dear, slow down, slow down. No, no, no. Don't allow your flesh to have its way. And of course... Israel is a great example of what happens when we continually grieve And the Lord says, okay Go, go, have your way Have, 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 you, have what you want We grieve Him, we grieve Him And of course, the last one we looked at on, on Sunday Which was this, was the end result really um, Resisting Him Setting our will against the will of the Spirit that is a dangerous place to be. Resisting what He's asking us and telling us to do. Um, Acts seven. Howbeit also he that hath the power to forgive sins, I say the prophet, heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What else will he do? Say the Lord. And what is the place of my rest? Hath not my hand made all these things? He stiff naked and uncircumcised in the heart, and he you do always resist the Holy As your said, so did there's, a, there's a hardness, a resistance. Of course, we looked at hard hearts before, didn't we? And of course, when you hard your hearts, even back in Zechariah, the Bible says they made their hearts like flint. So they would not hear God's word and they would not hear the Holy Spirit that was sent among them. Because we talked about the cloud, didn't He talked about the cloud last week. That was a picture of the Holy Spirit with them. But they resisted him. They set their heart. Their heart became hard. Hardness of heart again comes down to not listening and allowing things to get into our lives that make us callous or dry us out. And uh, we see that right through the the Bible. And even the disciples, he said, how long? He said, you're so hard. He said, what can you understand? Because they were hard-hearted. And of course, that leads to unrepentance. And here led to rebellion. Um, Isaiah 63. He said, surely they are my people, children who will be true to me. And so he became their savior. In all their distress, he too was distressed, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Yet they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned and became their enemy, and he himself fought against them. Then his people recalled the days of old, the days of Moses and his people, where is he who brought them through the sea with the, shef- with the shepherd of his God? Where is he who sent his Holy spirit around them? Remembering is such a key. Sometimes, as we said last week, it's something good to write things down, what the Lord has said to you, what the Lord has uh, prompted you when you've read a verse and it's, it's, it's spoken to you. Write it down sometimes. Because you know what? We have a pretty poor memory, don't we? we remember things we shouldn't remember. (laughs) We remember uh, things we we shouldn't have done and we shouldn't have watched or we shouldn't have listened to or we shouldn't have read or we remember things that other people have done to us we should have forgiven them for and we remember all those things but he said they've forgotten And they rebelled. And it's a beautiful chapter, isn't it? He he carried them. When they hurt, he hurts. And he carried them, yet they rebelled and vexed him. And, of course, again, the root of it was hardening of hearts. But also, really, the root of of the Old Testament and, and the New Testament rebellion was bitterness. Bitterness. Unresolved disappointments, hurts, wounded, relationships, circumstances, issues, carry on. You can list myriads of them bitterness instead of repenting and being restored we resist god's presence resist him challenging us and that bursts into bitterness ultimate rebellion we see it right at the beginning of time with Cain. we see it there um but of course as we so often said my response is my responsibility you can say you can you can stand here tonight and say dave you don't know what someone did and i could say absolutely and you could say well i'm justified in feeling and saying and doing that and uh, the bible would turn to you and said as christ forgave you you forgive those and uh, our arguments are blown up in the water you can hold on to them but i tell you what it'll skew you you won't see clearly Psalm 73 said, when I was bitter, I became like a stupid animal. I couldn't see. I couldn't make a good decision. I was twisted around. But he said, then I came into the presence of God. So tonight, the Holy Spirit is always looking to do a work in us, leading us, guiding us, as we read, as we looked at the other day, guiding us, bringing us to the Lord, changing us. How much he has his way in us. That's, that's really um, up, to, up to me and you, isn't it? up to me and you that's why the lord has allowed us the um the ability in one sense to resist him and quench him i don't know i said lord sometimes i say please lord just have your way and uh, he, he whispers in my ear dave okay i want you but this this needs to be sorted out this needs to be squared up this needs to be in place in your life before that can happen and uh we need to hear him we need to listen to him and be led of him Best of all us pray we hope you've enjoyed this episode to find out more about our church including our service times visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org